Welcome to Settle Smart, a podcast where we talk about how an injured person can build a safe and secure financial future after a legal settlement. You'll hear stories from people who structured their settlement money tax-free, along with the professionals who create a custom solution that brings peace of mind. This podcast is brought to you by the National Structured Settlements Trade Association, a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating and advocating for injured people. Now we'll turn it over to our Settle Smart podcast host, Executive Director Eric Vaughn. Hi, this is Eric Vaughn. Today we're totally thrilled and honored to have an opportunity uh, to conduct a podcast interview with Karen Myers. Uh, The focus is the CSSC program, and we're calling it the celebrated past and the exciting future. For those two or three or four of you in the industry who aren't aware, uh, the Certified Structured Settlement Consultant Program was developed in 1992 and has earned a reputation over all these years as the structured settlement industry's oldest and most respected professional designation. For almost 30 years, the CSSC program has successfully established the highest educational standards for structured settlement consultants throughout the United States. No one is more closely identified with the success of the CSSC program than Karen Myers. She helped establish the original program and has been one of the featured and most influential CSSE faculty members, along with an esteemed group of Notre Dame professors since 1993. Karen uh, has been working with us in the CSSE committee, where she is currently a co-chair on the next chapter in this program. Karen, it's great to have you with us. And let me jump right in uh, with a question that's on my mind. For more than 28 years, uh, NSSTA and the University of Notre Dame established an incredibly effective, efficient partnership focused on producing a high-impact, high-value professional certification program for the structured settlement industry. Can you take us back to 1992 and tell us a little bit about how you started the program? Who helped you work with that program? What was your original goal and objective in getting the program started? Okay, well, first of all, thanks, Eric, for having me. This is a wonderful opportunity to spread the word on a program that is near and dear to me, but I'm hopeful that it continues to be near and dear to the entire industry and those we serve. I think it's important to frame that the CSSC is both an educational and a service program. And in the very beginning, Joe O'Reilly had the dream, and his dream was to develop a certification program for our industry. As he developed that, he talked to Pat Hindert. Pat Hindert happened to be somebody that I was a client of at the time, but almost ready to move into Pat's company as a consultant. My first day on the job, Pat walked in and said, Karen, you get to go to Washington tomorrow, and they're forming a certification committee. And I told them that you would be a good player on that. And I said, great, Pat, and what are they trying to do? And he said, well, first they have to find an institution to work with, and they're gonna interview some colleges, and then they're gonna develop a second to none program, Karen. And so I was excited. 
I always loved education and I was faculty member at a local university at the time. I thought this is perfect. I can marry my passion for structures and education into one fine package. So off to Washington, I went. I met some key people, uh, Chuck Harlan, was very involved at that time and extremely supportive. And also at that particular time, um, my partner now, Tom Little, was encouraging me to go forward with it. So I went to Washington and we sat down at a table. We listed colleges that we wanted to interview to make sure that their mission matched our mission and that we could create a second to none program. And interviewing Notre Dame, it was, immediately uh, recognizable that Notre Dame was gonna be a key player. They said two things. Number one, what is it you do? And of course, we've enthusiastically explained the services that we provided. And number two, do you want a top-notch education program? We said, yes. And they said, we will offer it. And in walked, and this is a true story, in walks Father Oliver Williams. And I've like read his books. I mean, this is amazing. I am talking to Father Oliver Williams, who is a very good friend of Nelson Mandela's. Wait a minute, this is not happening, but it did. And so anyway, long story short, I then got to meet Lou Holtz. I got a football signed by Lou Holtz. And not that that bribed me towards Notre Dame, but it certainly showed their commitment to trying to serve us. And so with that in mind, we went back, we looked at several other universities, we had a checklist of what we wanted. And in the end, Notre Dame was it, partly because of the faculty they offered to us. And I have to interject and I'm almost certain partly because of assigned Notre Dame football. That's just a wild guess. It, it was let, definitely a card. Karen, let Notre me ask you a question. You look back over the years that, and give me your thoughts on the greatest challenges you faced in developing and maintaining the CSSC program. And then you launched the MSSC program. Off those challenges, those comments, what are you most proud of? Okay, well, I think to look at challenges, there were basically three challenges. Number one was how to develop a program that met current needs of brokers that were ever changing. And so we developed a survey system. They asked brokers, what do you need to know in depth? And so they responded wonderfully as did the life companies. And I think we have to remember that the life companies were key players in giving us input on curriculum. That said, developing a living curriculum. They talk about the living constitution. We wanted a living program that changed with the times. So that was a challenge, but it was doable through surveys and updates and faculty members um, that were very willing to learn about us. So that was number one. Number two was creating a program that I don't want to say nonpartisan, but I think I do want to say nonpartisan. A program that served all members, no matter what segment of our market they were serving. And to level the playing field. We talk about leveling the virus. We wanted to level the playing field so everybody was respected. If you were a life company, you were respected, of course. If you were a defense uh, property casualty company, you were respected. If you were a broker, 
um, that was, and we were defendant dominant in the beginning, a defense broker, <laughs> absolutely. But as plaintiff brokers came in, we wanted to be sure that that respect was maintained. And that at times, of course, is challenging when you're in a product development cycle and the program was a product development cycle. You have all kinds of stakeholders. And I will tell you, that is one of the things I'm proudest of, that we were able to fill stakeholders with product and service that they could use no matter who and what they were. Um, so, and then the, the third thing was process. Who can get a CSSC? What are the requirements of a CSSC? As the marketplace changes, how can we serve constituents in a continuous basis, no matter who they are, but maintain the credibility of the program? Karen, speaking of changes, uh, the industry right now today is faced with an amazing set of challenges and changes, um, generational. Some of the members of our organization is getting really old, um, to put it mildly. The internet and how people communicate um, over the internet, settlement planning, um, COVID-19. I mean, when you look at these things, these challenges, how are they going to impact the way you and others are going to present a CSSC program for the future? Oh my. Do we have five hours? I don't think so. So let's try to summarize that. That's a huge question and a very important question. I think education is changing in its delivery and in its format and it's in outcome recognitions. So teaching at the university, I have been privileged to be trained in so much technology. If I would have ever dreamed that I'd walk into a classroom and I'd have Zoom on and I'd have a remote person in China, a remote person in Vietnam, a remote person in Sweden and students in front of me, I would have said, no, no, that's not happening. But it is, it is happening. What an opportunity that gives us in the development of the programs. We don't have to always be in person. now. I'm a big proponent that networking and in-person contact is really good, but not right now with COVID, for sure. So we have to modify to what the environment is and the technology available. And I think there's a, a third thing. We have to have a rule at developmental meetings, no idea is a bad idea. Because what happens sometimes, especially I think in trade associations, and Eric, you know more about that than I do for sure, but you have positional behaviors. This is my way, this is my way, the highways don't meet, okay, I win. We can't do that. We have to put all ideas on the board and decide what's best. And believe it or not, at the university, we are seeing things evolve in exponential fashion as to how you can be creative in the delivery of education. The CSSC and MSSC can do that and do that in spades while maintaining our mission and service. Karen, I um, have to just say, one of the very first people I met when I first started uh, with the structured settlements industry was you. You were a member of the board of directors at the time. It was my first board meeting. And over all these years, I can just say without any hesitation that by reputation and example, your professional structured settlement practice represents one of the most professional and sophisticated examples within our industry. 
Do you believe the CSSC accurately represents the best practice developments of the structured settlements in our industry? And if so, how? I think that's a great question. And it's sort of a three-pronged question. So let me try to, to frame, frame that up. It has a goal of being the best. And that goal has been vetted and revetted and not um, forgotten at any turn. However, to be the best of the best, you've got to be flexible and morph with the situation. So as our industry evolves and the complexity of our industry evolves and new concepts come in, the CSSC has to be open to integrating those into the program. And we have tried absolutely to do that over at least the last 10 years, step one, step two, step three. But we have an approval process that we have to go through to make sure that we're doing the right thing for the industry and for our constituents, our members, our associates, the world in general. And as we do that vetting, we have to make sure that we are continuing to address the current environment. It has to be like the constitution, a living document. And we're gonna hope that, and I, I'm not gonna say hope, that's a bad word here, although hope's a good word. We are gonna make sure that that happens. So you, I know you have a crystal ball. You've told me this. <laughs> so look into your crystal ball and what do you see in the near-term future for CSSC, MSSC? What I see in the near-term future is a dynamic program development. Um, Chris Shoemate is doing an exceptional job of organization of that development process. We had a great conference call the other day where people were throwing out ideas on how we can move forward. I think, and you know, my crystal ball is foggy. And so this is not a predictive statement. This is a collaborative statement with a lot of great people I'm working with. But I think it's going to include a lot more technology. I think it's probably going to include a lot of discussion board type stuff where people can raise current issues that they're facing and people can respond to that particular situation. I think networking is gonna become more electronic but actually could be more productive as it becomes electronic because it can be quicker. We're not flying to South Bend, which is its own challenge as we know. We are not flying to Washington, which has its own environment as we know. We can pick up the phone and say, do you wanna Zoom with me? And we can Zoom that day. So I think that's going to help us um, grow the program. And I think it's gonna help us get input faster to morph the program. So I wanna close um, with maybe the most important question I could think to ask you. And that is, how did you ever come up with the idea of Beanie Babies? Oh, that, that's an interesting question. And I hope it's of interest to the people listening to this. Um, it was actually a federal judge, um, believe it or not, somebody appointed by Jimmy Carter um, that um, I was talking to and, and somehow I mentioned that I loved Beanie Babies. And he said he did too, and I was shocked. And so I then was doing some judge training and I thought, well, I'm gonna take these Beanie Babies 
you know, to the judges and see, I'll put them in a brown bag and hide them. And then if somebody does a stellar job, I'll award them a Beanie Baby. Well, it just started and it went on and on and on. And it has become my trademark. I now own 172 Beanie Babies. I count them, I inventory them in an anal way, and I bring them to any NASTA speaking engagement I have, even if it's online. The other okay, day, I, I have to tell online. you. That, that I earned or had had you throw uh, Beanie Babies at me at Notre Dame, and I still have them and treasure them. Every single person that listens to this podcast that's been in one of your review sessions has a big smile on their face right now because it's the highlight of the CSSC program, and those Beanie Babies are treasures, just as you are. Karen Myers, you're an amazing woman. You're a tremendous professional. Your heart, your soul, your energy, your enthusiasm is just fantastic. And you've helped build the most successful educational training program in our industry's history. It will come through this mess that we're in right now and will be better than ever. I want to thank you very much for taking time to be with us. You're the best. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. And as we move forward, finding a new home because Notre Dame has um, some economic and educational challenges. They are moving out of the executive education as we all know, and no one should be afraid of that because we're gonna find a great relationship and Notre Dame is gonna stand with us historically and make sure that all our credibility remains and so I can't wait to find our new home and our new program. And thank you for the opportunity. Karen, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Settle Smart, a podcast from the National Structured Settlements Trade Association. We invite you to visit our website at nssta.com to find out more about our members and our mission to help you settle smart.